I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, lovely people. I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. What's up? How exciting. Hello. Happy yeah. spring. Yes. it's a f- Oh, my God. The snow's melting. Thank God. I feel like first day of spring doesn't mean much for uh, people that live a little bit up north because not we're so not much. quite there. No. I mean, I only really, like, personally, only really recognize spring when I see the first robin. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the start of spring for me. And generally, the snow is off the ground when they're out, right? Yeah, usually because they're on your front lawn sort of thing. And we probably have at least like a foot and a half. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So we got a ways to go. So you people that are listening that don't have any snow right now. I want to say a lot of bad words Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have anything nice to say. No, we're jealous. Let's just say that. (laughs) So jealous. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was even going to say even like downtown though because we live... I don't know where in our city, Prince George, we live in the heart and like downtown has wait is almost done with their stone. Oh, yeah. Well, because the heart like it's the northern part of the city and we have like way more elevation. Yeah. So we generally are like two weeks behind two, downtown. Three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So it's just that much more winter and we get that much more snow at the beginning of the year because it snows first like two, three weeks before downtown. It's just. But it's dope living up here. It is. It's cool. But okay, what were you going to say? I was going to say that uh, it, it's we're still a ways off from this launching, but I started working on our website the other day, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we've got the domain name. We've got everything set up. It's just a matter of getting the website built and out there so we can, you know, launch, have episodes out there, a little bit about us, or if we're going to be doing any giveaways or announcements, it can all be there. Mm-hmm. And of course, our Instagram too. Did you get, I don't even know what domain name you got. Wickedandgrim.com. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I, I just got to figure out how to link the website in that domain, but yeah. I got it. Wow. Look at us go. We're hitting the big time. Yeah. We're being productive here. <laughs> Productivity. <laughs> you have a website. That means you made it. Yeah. Pretty much. Totally, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's cool speaking of website because my uh, my case has a bit to do with the internet. Ooh. So look at that. Look at your segue. Segway. Boom. Let's hear it. That what, was so how good. How your... Uh, how does your case have to do with the interwebs? <laughs> okay. So it's the Dexter Killer. Do, Dexter. Do, okay, do. like, is he, like, mimicking the show or what? Well, just you wait. I'm going to dive in here. Um, the event t- took place in Edmonton, Alberta, and is the tale of two men, each trying to reinvent themselves, crossing paths on the internet with the most horrifying of results. Okay. The murder in this case is Mark... Twitchell, 
Twitchell. I think that's how you say his last name. He's a 29-year-old man, or he was 29 at the time of the murder, obsessed with comic books, Star Wars, making low-budget movies, and Dexter. Okay, so are you describing me so far i know like... right okay because he's actually was i didn't even put that in there but he was into like cosplay too yeah you're you're literally describing me yeah are you not into making low budget movies um oh i guess okay, <laughs> okay. i'm literally exporting a documentary on my okay. laptop as we're speaking okay yeah 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 okay oh gosh well this is definitely not you so he's a film school graduate with a small following among sci-fi fans mm-hmm. when he directed a fan film prequel prequel for the Star Wars franchise with a short cameo from Jeremy Bullock. Oh, no way. You know who that is? Oh, fuck yeah, I do. Who is it? Boba Fett. Yes. I had that in brackets because I was like, I'm not going to freaking remember who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he's since passed, I think, right? Jeremy Bullock. I, um, I felt like it, that's what did it said. He- no, I don't. If he did pass, it was just just this year. I'm trying to think now. I gotta Google this. Okay, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he is, and I didn't just pretend like he was. But I, like I said, if he passed away, it was this year, and there's so much shit going on this past well, year. Well, 2020. I, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's. I, did he pass away? We're searching it. We're researching it. Yeah, he did. Okay, so December I didn't make that 17th, up. 2020. Okay, so that's not even that long ago. No, 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 no it's not. Um, okay, well, back to Mark. Mark was married with an infant daughter and living in a ooh, living in a small home in the suburbs of Edmonton. Okay, so this isn't too far from us. No. So I'm using a tablet just to let people know, and it just like automatically zoomed in, and I had to zoom out, and so yeah, smooth. I know Ben's making me try to be all like. It worked for me last time. It was awesome, and I just I, I recommend it. <laughs> Tablets, dope. Um, Mark Mark was accused of getting his inspiration from the TV show Dexter. I love me some Dexter. Okay, so he is kind of a copycat killer sort of thing. Yeah. So Dexter Morgan, for anyone out there that doesn't know, is the main character. Um, well, the show's on Netflix. He very much so lives a double life. He works as a fr- forensic technician. I think it was blood stain pattern analysis yeah he did like blood splatter patterns and all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah for the miami miami metro police department by day but by night he was off being a serial killer killing other murderers um it's a dope show it's eight seasons so it's like a bit of a commitment but i am like literally obsessed with dexter i should watch <laughs> it again it's surprising i've only watched it once we should watch it again it's so good um so though he may have like got some inspiration from Dexter. In my opinion, he was no Dexter Morgan. Not at all. No, not even close. No. He wishes. He wishes. He's just some weenie out in Edmonton. (laughs) In September of 2008, Mark decided to take his filmmaking a different direction and began buying items off the internet. The items that he purchased were such as a meat cleaver, handcuffs, steel barrel, stun baton, he made visits to Canadian Tire and Home Depot to buy numerous rolls of duct tape, plastic gloves, gloves, and drop cloths. And he rented a garage for 170 a month in a quiet neighborhood in Edmonton, Southside. I mean, that's a very big list concerning a lot of very dark, concerning items. However, if you're just into BDSM and you have a safe word, I mean, it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Just say pineapple and you're good, right? But... Pineapple's the safe word? Yeah. Um, in late September, he shot a short crime-filled film 
called House of Cards in said rented garage with some filmmaking buddies. Okay. So the script that he wrote was about a killer who lures a cheating man off an online dating website, tortures him to reveal his passcodes, and then hacks him into little bits. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the... <laughs> was Did they actually hack someone into little bits? Was it like a real thing, though? Can you just wait for me to like present I'm get, the I'm story? I'm getting a little head, aren't I? Okay. <laughs> I think I think I might have just had a little prediction here. Um, the buddies helped Mark with special effects, sets, and props. Mark had asked them to make a sturdy wood table with a metal finish and a metal chair that could be bolted to the floor of the garage. If only that was all the equipment and rented garage were used for. But that would not be a very exciting podcast if that was all it was used for. Of course. Um, on October 3rd, 2008, Mark decided to turn the script into a reality. He poses a woman named Sheena on an internet dating site and successfully lured a man to his garage. This man was named Jill's. Yeah, Jill, Jill's. I can't pronounce his last name. Names Tet. suck sometimes. Last names are really hard. Tetrolt, I think it is. But we'll go, we're going to refer to him as Jill's. Jill's. He followed some so Jill's followed some crazy ass directions that were provided by Sheena, which I'm gonna read them to you because like I don't know maybe I'm just different, but I would never have been like I'd have been like I'm out. Okay, but Sheena is the alias for this killer. Sheena is actually Mark. Okay. Yeah, good old Mark. Okay, so here are the directions. They're a little bit long, so you just have to listen. If you're coming from the north, the north on Grote, get on Calgary Trail. When you get to the south side. Stop dropping things. Sorry, my bad. When you get to the south side and jump on white, met, white mud, then go south on 50th Street, take a right on 40th Ave, and after a block or two, take the very first right into the alley. It's marked by a yellow crosswalk sign, so pay attention. Then go left, pull into to the only driveway on the left that isn't paved. LOL. Seriously, who ever heard of a driveway that looks like the Amazon? Whatever. It won't swallow your car. I promise. There's some garbage up against the fence, like an old couch and such, but it might be gone by Friday. Who knows? Like I said, the garage will be open for you just a touch. Don't worry about neighbors thinking you're a burglar. Everyone knows there's nothing valuable in there except my car, of course. See you then, Sheena. What? Whatever happened to an address? <laughs> Like, what's up? I live on 1287 Fake Street. Yeah, it didn't want to give, like, Mark didn't want to give the address. But I'm just like, if someone's directing me to, like, a sketch garage with, like, apparently a driveway that's, like, the Amazon with, like, an old couch and garbage and shit, like, and and it's just going to be open to crack, like, there's no freaking way. Although, like, there's a lot of people out there who do a lot of weird shit just for some tail on Tinder and stuff. So this guy's thinking, I'm going to get he's probably gonna follow these directions well maybe that's a dude thing but just like there is just like no way like no (laughs) way um so when jills arrives he bends down under the partially raised door as directed and enters the darkened garage like oh my gosh is there not such things as like true crime podcasts and like Uh, true crime back then I, i don't know apparently not because like there's oh again he just he was just confident he's gonna get some tail 
I don't know. He's looking there's for no, Sheena. There's no reason for this. No, there's no excuse. <laughs> don't go into shady garages, people. It's yeah. just. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I might not be as sketched out if the garage door was like open the whole way. I don't know why that would make it seem better. But if I'm having to bend under a partially open garage door, that's, yeah, no. Okay. I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm moving on. Basically, as soon as he entered, he felt someone grab him from behind, obviously, and start prodding him with a stun baton. When he Sweet. When he turned around to face his attacker, he faced a man, Mark, wearing a hockey mask, and realized this was no date. Mark took out a gun and ordered Jills to the ground, placing duct tape on his eyes. Jills, on the ground, decided he's not going to die. Or if he's going to die, he'd rather go out his own way. Yeah, fair Which enough. I'm like, good for you, man. Fight. Let's do this. He got up, ripped the tape from his eyes, grabbed grabbed Mark's gun only to discover that it was just a plastic gun. It was a violent struggle, but Jills was able to get out of the garage, collapsing into the back alley. He actually collapsed in front of a couple who was out walking and asked them for help, but the couple walking... Um, sorry, the couple walked away fearing that he was part of the ploy to actually get them. Oh, what? They did later report the incident to the police, but not until they got home. Um... However, Jill's was still able to get away. Okay, good. And this is the real kicker, though, is Jill's did not report this to the police. What? Because he was embarrassed. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Okay, besides just being embarrassed, I think he was also, like, scared because he wasn't sure if it was a, um, I don't know the word, but, like, a planned attack for him and then if this guy would, like, keep looking for him or whatever. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. he didn't report this. That's fucked up. Okay. If something happens to you and you have the ability to potentially stop it happening happening to someone else, mm-hmm. fucking take that leap and make sure you don't help this killer hurt someone else or this person assault anyone else. Because, okay, and I was going to say targeted attack. Even if it was a targeted attack on him, like, he should still get the police involved. Yeah. Like, either way, they if need it, to be involved. No kidding. Either he's going to keep attacking you or someone else. Yeah. Like, so I know I I didn't I just didn't love that that really frustrated me. It should never be embarrassing for the victim because it's never the victim's fault. It's it's you can hold like even the whole like uh, Me Too movement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's people out there being all like, oh well, you were dressed in slutty clothing, blah, blah blah. You shouldn't be wearing that. You were asking for that. Fuck that. It's not the victim's fault. And no, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, he was going there expecting to just have a date, right? Yeah. So. So after about a week, on October 10th, Mark does it again. Of course. He successfully lures a second man to the garage, and this time the victim did not get away. Oh, fuck. I know. Saw that coming, though. His name was John Brian Atlinger. He go he went by Johnny, so I'm going to be calling him Johnny. He was a 38-year-old male, tall, with wispy hair and glasses. He had a warm grin and gentle eyes. His friends and family would describe him as quiet, affectionate, and a giving man. His life had its ups and downs, but he seemed to have found a good path or good place But in 2008. Mm-hmm. He owned a tidy bachelor pad, which was a short distance to where he worked night shift as an oil field equipment manufacturer. At a, uh, sorry, at an oil field equipment manufacturing business. Typical for Albertans. Yeah, totally. Johnny had many interests, but computers and the online world was definitely one of them. The internet gave Johnny a way to meet people, and he ended up making some really good friends. Oh, right on. 
I mean, the internet has opened the world for possibilities for connections all over the place. Totally. I've made really good friends on the internet, so. I know. Some but real then weirdos out there, there though, are, clearly. It's <laughs> also, you have to be so careful, too. Like, I'm, like, a cautious person, so I don't know. I mean, grant you, I guess, over Instagram and stuff, I've made yeah, people, you like, have. acquaintances and stuff. So that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Or with your photography, people are booking you lots that way. Yeah. Just over the internet. And then you show up at the shoot. Okay, <laughs> if I ever show up at a shoot and I have to go under a partially open garage door, it's not happening, people. No, no. Stay out of the garage. <laughs> yeah, just come on. We're going to do a boudoir session in the garage. Just crawl under the, the darkened door that is half broken and only a foot like off the ground yeah, just crawl no. under there there's no way <laughs> um on october 10th johnny thought he was going to connect with someone new at this point he was seriously looking for a woman to spend the rest of his life with however the woman he thought was named jen was in fact not a woman at all but mark of course of course mark, mark's an asshole i know i don't like mark we don't like him Mark, who must have learned from his experience with Jill, was able to fulfill his pan his fantasy to turn his House of Cards script into a reality. Thankfully, Johnny had informed his friends of his plans that evening because following his disappearance, they were crucial in speeding the case along. So that's a good point. That's I'm going to dive into that a bit more. So that's okay, some good okay. news. It was the Friday before Thanksgiving, and Johnny had called his friend Dale Smith to say he'd met a woman a woman through an internet dating site, but the woman refused to pro provide Johnny with an address, rather gave him directions to a back alley garage. Dale obviously thought these directions were sketch AF and yeah. told Johnny to give him a call when he got there and to give him the address before he went into the place. Dale, having, no having known Johnny since elementary school and spoke to him almost daily, said that he was that his good-natured friend sounded lighthearted on the phone that night. He told him the woman wasn't there at the garage, but instead he met a man. Johnny said it was an odd encounter. The woman or the man in the garage said he was making a movie and showed him a replica handgun. Dale figured the date was over and that his friend would go home. Mm -hmm. But le less than an hour and a half later, Dale received an email from Johnny saying, She's home now. I'm heading over again. Dale thinks that was the last time he had any real contact with Johnny. Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> do you? I think I do anyways. <laughs> There's going to be like some emails or contact back and forth where he's actually talking to Mark, clearly. Yeah, yeah. which I actually think that Dexter might have done that in the shows. I'm not sure. It's been so long it's been since long. we watched the show. We got to watch it again. Uh, so Dale tried to reach Johnny throughout the weekend, as they did have plans to meet up on Sunday, but he heard nothing from his friend. He finally received an email from him on Monday, along with some other friends saying, I've met an extraordinary woman named Jen, who has offered to take me on a nice long tropical vacation. <laughs> we'll be staying in her winter home in Costa Rica. Phone number to follow. See you around the holidays. Johnny. Wow. That's uh, slightly suspicious. Like a super random email, hey? Yeah. Oh. Right after he's contacted his friend saying, yeah, that date I was supposed to go on, yeah, it turned out to be a dude in a shady garage with a replica handgun. <laughs> uh, this email didn't sound right to Johnny's friends. He apparently hated the heat and never signed off his emails with his name, but rather with a joke. Mm. I think that's so fun. I want to start signing my emails off with a joke. Just dad jokes all the time. <laughs> 
Growing more and more concerned by the day, the following Friday, so October 17th, Dale and a few of the of his other friends drove to Johnny's apartment and broke in through a window. What they found there was Johnny's passport, luggage, and an apartment that did not look like the resident just took off for an extended tropical vacation. Uh, okay. Figures, right? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, an email also went to Johnny's boss with a resignation letter saying he had found a new path. The boss asked where to send his last check, but never heard anything back. And it was like, I didn't have this in the notes, but it was reported that he was owed like 1500 bucks. So oh, dang. pretty sure you'd be owed 1500 bucks. You're going to answer that email. I mean, what's his information? We could send him our bank <laughs> and he could just, you know, oh, deposit ben. it. Oh, Ben. Um, at that point, Johnny was reported missing to the police. And because his friends knew of his last whereabouts, the police were led right to Mark. Yeah. So I feel like that's like a little a little bit of just like goodness of this story. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of like precautions that they took. It yeah. didn't save him, but it at least made sure that Mark was captured yeah. or identified. I know. I just love that they were looking out for each other really yeah. is what I feel like. When Mark was initially questioned, he was not suspicious to the police. Um, he was quite cooperative and actually wouldn't shut up. He <laughs> made it seem as though the garage had many things out of place that he was unknown that was unknown to him, like almost like someone had been using it, you know, without him knowing. It wasn't until he told them he had bought a red Mazda off a stranger for 40 bucks and it was parked at a friend's house that they felt they might have their guy. That red Mazda just so happened to be Johnny's and something the police were looking for. Mm. The police. Oh, sorry. We're going to well, say something. Why, why would he have told them that he has Johnny's car? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Like, why would he have said that? Um. Oh, there was a reasoning why he, he said that. I think, well, because it was at his friend's house and the the police were like also contacting the friends and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so it was going to be found. Yeah. So gotcha. I think, yeah, this was, okay. This was even after he was questioned in person, he sent an email, I think, saying this. So I'm just like, I don't know. He, I mean, he knows that he was going to get caught. I think he was just, he was, he was being smart about it, yeah. I guess. He was, so. he was trying to cover his tracks, but he knew he was pretty much backed into a corner. Gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, the police then confiscated Mark's car, which contained a laptop, a laptop in the trunk. On that laptop was a document that had been previously deleted, but they recovered it. And it was titled SK Confessions, which stood for Serial Killer Confessions. Oh, oh my God. Is he really that fucking dumb? <laughs> it began with the passage. The story is based on true events. The names and events were were altered slightly to protect the guilty. This is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. It detailed every moment of the victim's slaughter, 
from the plan to use the dating site to lure them in to the glee taken in carefully dismembering the body. It was a 42-page document and had other passages such as, I grabbed his jaw with my gloved hand and moved it while making a funny noise to make it look like it was talking and chuckled to myself the stillness of it all. Okay, first of all, how dumb do you have to be to make to <laughs> write down any sort of I know. Confession like, like that. See, okay, I t- I warned you guys at the beginning that like, he is not a Dexter. Yeah, and second of all, how fucking pretentious are you to write your own basically biography of this sort of stuff like that? Like, what the fuck is going through this guy's head? What a tool. Yeah, like, well, here, I'll just finish this one section. Um, he talked about cutting open the torso of the victim and watching the organ slowly collapse. Mark down. Mark wrote down everything in that diary, but claimed mm-hmm. to the police that it was only fiction. Of course. So he's like a filmmaker and he's just saying, oh, this is just like my next story or whatever. And it's not real. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt that. It wasn't until October 31st that Mark was actually arrested after police got word that Johnny's blood was found in the trunk of his car. Got him. They got him. The lead investigator of the case believed Johnny is actually a hero. By him communicating to his friends and letting them know of his whereabouts, Mm -hmm. he saved this from happening to anyone else. Um, Mark could have remained under radar for much longer if someone didn't know of Johnny's whereabouts. Yeah. So So, good on that happening. Good on him. Yeah. We kind of already touched on that, but that, that the investigators recognized it. They had told that to Johnny's mom. So I'm like, oh. The police were armed with evidence. It was noted most homicide files take up two or three three-inch binders of evidence mm-hmm. and notes and okay. such. Um, but they had 21 binders oh. on Mark. Mark, Marky, my boy, you fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, so like they just had like friggin' evidence coming out of the... Bleh. It's believed Johnny was hit over the head with a pipe shortly after entering the darkened garage, stabbed to death, and then dismembered on the table inside the garage. His body was then partially burned in a barrel and dumped down a sewer in an alley located close to Mark's parents' house. Jeez. The remains in that sewer were actually not found until two years later after Mark had finally disclosed their location. So the family like didn't have closure for quite mm-hmm. some time, really. Friggin' jerk. No kidding. Blood was apparently everywhere, according to evidence. And I'm going to paint a little bit of a picture here for you. So I do apologize ahead like, of time. I just want to say, I, you might want to think your choice of words. I don't know if you did it on purpose. Blood was everywhere. I'm going to paint a picture. Oh. <laughs> like, wow. All right. Ew, okay. No, I didn't mean that. Oh, gosh. Um, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Blood stained the cement of the kill room seeped into the teeth and joints of the knives and saws and other butcher tools that were used to dis- dismember Johnny. Reports said a heavy-duty carving kit was used, normally used by hunters to chop up, like, moose and deer yeah. and stuff. Ugh. Kind of, like, honestly, just, like, reading this and when I was doing my research, like, I kind of, lots of times my stomach was just, like, not feeling quite great, but... Well, I mean, it sounds like this guy was going through some fucking shit, so... <sighs> yeah. Blood was on the makeshift metal table of his alleged kill room, which is uh, just gross because he had gotten his crew members from the House of Cards film to make that, right? Yeah. 
So they had no idea what they were like actually yeah, no, making. They like, literally made a butcher table for them. Yeah. Blood saturated the end of a copper pipe. Mark used to club Johnny. Uh, blood was on Mark's pants, stitching of hoodie, car, computer, keyboard, hockey mask, cleaning supplies. Blood was even found on Mark's shoe and belt he was wearing at the time he was rested three weeks after the murder. So he did not clean shit. <sighs> yeah, I have it in here. See, no Dexter. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. No kidding. Dexter does not leave anything behind. No. Like, because I know he did the whole, like, plastic thing and stuff, but, like, clearly he did a shit job. No kidding. Now... Because he's like this amateur filmmaker dude or whatever. Did he, was there any video evidence of this found? Because he probably recorded some. Not that I actually researched. I don't think he videoed it. No, I don't think he videoed it. Not from anything I saw. Because wasn't the entire purpose of him doing this was to fulfill his horror script or whatever? They had filmed a film and he was just, his fantasy was like to replicate that Himself, oh, to replicate it. Oh, okay. like in real life. But I don't think like he wasn't like filming it to put him out there. OK, I thought he was like, I want to make the best horror film ever and I'm going to do it like legit. No. And OK, no, I think and I think I touch on it later, but he just had a fantasy of like actually killing someone. He's a fucking tool. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> um, And at this point, they were the police were obviously convinced that the deleted document on Mark's laptop is a true account of Johnny's murder. Because remember, he said that it was fiction. The document had also mentioned another victim, Jills, who I'd mentioned earlier. Yeah. This is the point where Jills does come forward. The police put out a picture of the mask they believe Mark was wearing during the attacks in hopes to find the victim. Um, and then at this point, Jill's come forward and he was there to be able to testify against Good. Mark in court. So he did, you know, he came forward, which I think is great. It, Yeah, 100%. But it, if he only came forward a little sooner, he could have. I know. If he came forward right away. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's believed Mark's motive was purely for the experience of killing another person and to make a more authentic serial killer movie. So it was almost like research for him then, really, Jeez. I think. Uh, Mark was found a first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. You should get more than that. I know. He should never get out, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to touch too much on the trial because I feel like it's kind of obvious that the right decision um, was made, but I did want to give an idea of the closing arguments of the trial. Okay, let's it's hear it. a bit wild. The Crown said Mark is a man who had an elaborate plan to kill a stranger, while the defense said Mark was involved in an altercation that spun out of control. <laughs> and to touch on this, Mark had admitted he posed as a woman on the internet to lure Johnny to the garage, but it was only a hoax for a movie project. Mark said Johnny became enraged when he learned he wasn't meeting a date and attacked him with a pipe, causing Mark to stab Johnny in self-defense. But that pipe, that the pipe had Johnny's blood on it. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, but there's no evidence of that. The evidence is the pipe was beating Johnny over the head. Yeah, so I was just like, and I don't know. I mean, yeah, lawyers and stuff are great, but I just couldn't imagine like the defense lawyer, like, I, I couldn't imagine being a lawyer and defending someone like this yeah, person. Yeah, I can't. But it's, it's got to be a, a slimy kind of person to be able to, to do that for someone. Or, or they're just literally doing it for making money, right? Well, yeah. They, 
they disconnect themselves from what's actually going on. They're just, mm -hmm. okay, this is my job. I got to do it. And they do it. Because 21 pages of evidence Oof. or 21 binders, not pages, binders. Binders, man. Um, I could not do that job. I could not defend someone like I that. I know. I'd be like, I'm defending you. Okay. And I get into court. He's fucking guilty. <laughs> he confessed. I heard him in the back room. Here's a recording. Send him to jail. Oh my gosh. And no, you would, that would be your only lawyer, your case because <laughs> you would be done. worth it. <laughs> Sent someone to jail who deserves it. This is really interesting too. So since Mark's been in prison, it's been reported that he purchased a TV and has caught up on every Dexter episode since he was arrested. I'm like that show should be banned from him yeah no kidding the author who played dexter michael c hall was interviewed at one point about the case stating that he didn't think dexter supported the lifestyle of killers he said i would hope that people's appreciation was more than some sort of fetishization with this the kill scenes i wouldn't stop making dexter because someone was fascinated by it only in that way i try to tell myself their fixated nature would have done it one way or the other, but it seems that Dexter had something to do with it. It's horrifying. Yeah, that is horrifying. Well, De Dexter's whole thing though, is he has this like almost monster living in him that like has this insatiable need to kill. Mm -hmm. And so what he does is he uses that when he does have to feed it, he kills those who are killing others. So he's trying to use it for good, almost like a, a superhero in a way yeah. where he's trying to take out murderers and that's all he does where this guy just preyed on an innocent fucking person that is not well, dexter remember in in the house of cards film thing that it was like someone who was cheating on their wife but then he didn't actually go out and get someone that was bad like johnny seems yeah. like he's amazing well and cheating on on someone i mean yeah that's a bad fucking thing don't fucking do that that doesn't mean you should get fucking murdered no i mean you no. should be fucking divorced and left single and that person you cheated on should move on to better things and yeah because dexter like the people were really bad yeah i actually think it's coming back to me i feel like it was um his dad or his stepdad or something that had known dexter had this dark side and they had yeah they had made this like pact or whatever that every if you're needing to fulfill your fantasy it's like a bad person we i need to watch the show yeah again. There, there was something about how he, he taught him to use it as an outlet and like yeah if you got to do it like do it to someone who deserves it exactly to do good in the long run this is also oh i feel I, like dexter oh. would have killed this dude yes. honestly dexter yes, would yes, have fucking yes. killed this fucker he totally would have 100 percent um this other thing oh i just hate i hate this too um, apparently Mark has a profile online on Canadian Inmates Connect, and I had uh. never heard of this. So this is a site that helps prisoners find pen pals on the outside. It's $35 for a yearly profile. Inmates don't have access to the internet or email, so they mail in their application. Mm -hmm. The woman who runs this the site said she hasn't refused anyone and that every Canadian inmate deserves the right to connect with the outside world regardless of their crime. She says their crime shouldn't define them. They're in prison and that's their pun punishment. They've lost their freedom, so why continue to keep punishing them? But that is giving them a little more freedom though. And okay, well I, I, I think understand. some people totally fine, but not him. Like he used profile a profile like that to kill someone. Yeah. Like like I just don't think everyone should should be okay with this. That's that's a there's two sides to that coin. I mean she is right. 
they like some people could take advantage of that and and sorry not take advantage but they could use that in a good way and maybe might help rehabilitate them oh yeah there was stories where it was yeah. it was helpful for some but there are other cases where it's like yeah he's done this exact thing in the past take advantage of it and used it to kill someone like man he sh- his freedom has been taken away he shouldn't have the freedom to do that i know I think something like that should go through an application process, like you said, but she shouldn't just be accepting everyone. And that some, I think some people should totally be denied. And it was also said that, um, what did it say? That there's a clause on there because if something from this goes bad, like what, say if Mark like meets someone and then gets out or whatever, and then kills them, like that's not on her. If you have to have a clause like that, maybe you should look at your fucking program and prevent that thing from happening in the first place. I know. Fuck. Um, I have it on here. I was going to say Mark's, uh, what Mark's profile says. I'm looking for an interesting, intelligent, open-minded, open-minded, delightfully imperfect woman to relate to and share amusing observations with. As well as potentially a long weekend every few months if it gets there naturally. Ugh. Also on his profile is his expected release date of 2027, which is actually like not that Fuck. far away. He needs to rot for the rest of his life. But then I think that, I don't know, from other stuff I've read, like he's doing good in prison. So he's, yeah. oh my gosh, like that's Man. only six years away. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, do you want to create a profile and catfish this fucker? <laughs> I know I I even when I was like when I'm presenting this people might be like I need to talk to him. <laughs> um okay. Uh so this is just basically the last part and I literally hate everything about this but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, late on us. Though none of Mark's films were ever released. Good. He went on to star on International News, a Dateline and Dateline NBC episode and a book for what he did to Johnny, which is just kind of disgusting when you think about it. His dream was to make blockbuster films, but he became the star of his show and became famous anyway. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, even us talking about him now is kind of giving him that that satisfaction, which kind of hurts. I know. Which is why we try and try and tell the perspective of the, the victim more so than anything. Yeah. But this guy's trash. He doesn't deserve this notoriety that he's getting. I know. And like I said it at the beginning, like he was even married and had like an infant like a child under one at the time jeez so that poor little girl like growing growing up to know that your dad did something like this it's disgusting i can't imagine yeah so that's the dexter killer of edmonton alberta wow okay this was like 2008 2008 yeah man and he's already getting out in like in 2007 yeah let's see the math that's not even two that's 19 years yeah, but he had. It said that he had got twenty five years, or had to have minimum of twenty five years. I don't know. Maybe he's just being optimistic. Maybe, but maybe because you said that he's like doing really good, showing signs of rehabilitation. Maybe they've lessened his sentence. Yeah. Which I mean, if you get fucking life in jail, twenty five years or whatever, with no chance of parole or anything, you should get that. I know. It seems like every fucking case we look up or research or I listen to on other <laughs> podcasts, they're like, you're going to jail for X amount of time. And then not even close to that time, they're just out walking the streets. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But then after even a lengthy amount of time in prison, 
I don't know. We'll probably come across some cases. I, I think there are. Like, I think the majority of them don't re-offend. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now the case that I'm researching for next week. <laughs> okay. Am I going to just eat my words right now? Oh, yeah. This dude, uh, in and out, in and out, in and out. Oh, okay. Let's just say that. Okay. Yep. Huh. I mean, especially, too, because, like, this was Mark's first offense, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I mean, it's not interesting at all. It's actually, like, horrifying. I was going to say to see if he does something when he gets out, but that's just a horrifying thought. Yeah. I don't want to see him ever get out. No. But clearly he's apparently going to. Yeah. Probably. But we have a bit of time before that happens, so. Uh, it's still, still, yeah. it's not enough time. Yeah, and I'll put up some pictures and such on our Instagram. Um, what do I, I, ha- I actually saved a ton of photos from this case, so I'm going to have to pick what, I'll definitely put a picture of Johnny. Cause... Well, you can put up like those like collage things where it's like a group of like a bunch of photos. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah, but I'll definitely put one of Johnny because I think that he was actually a really good person. Yeah, I agree. And this should not have happened to him. Mm-hmm. So. That's terrible. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. Are you going to give us any uh, any uh, hints on what your next one's going to be on? Um, well, the next one, I, I will. I'll give you guys a hint. The next one's actually a recommended case uh, from Kristen out there. Uh, thank you, Kristen, a uh, friend of mine from like way back in the day. Right. She's awesome. Yeah. And she recommended the, the what was it called? His title again. Um, the Dating Game Killer. Because he actually starred on that uh, that classic dating game, you know, where it's like Bachelor number one, what would you do on a date? And Bachelor number two, what would you like that sort of stuff? Yeah. He actually starred on that show in the midst of his whole uh, ordeal. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So, and that's from the States, right? It is. And okay. it takes place back in the 70s. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Because I actually recognize, or that rings a bell to me, but um, I didn't realize it was so long ago. Yeah. I was not born at that time. <laughs> no, we were we were a little bit afterwards. We yeah. were we're we're 80s babies, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm, so. That's exciting. So that's what's coming up next week, and I think you did a great job in this case and honestly, what was this dude's name again? I'm I'm trying to forget his names. You know what? Let's not even say his name. The dude who committed these crimes, fuck him. He's trash. Yeah. Yeah. He is in the place he deserves right now. Yeah. And I hope he stays there for a little bit, for 100%. sure. Well, Thanks for doing a great episode, babe. Yeah. And make sure you guys. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was pointing to you to, to, to do it. Stay wicked. There you go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.